Hello everyone, welcome to and welcome back to the Critique and Chill Podcast. As always, it's your host Cadence. And in this episode, I'm actually going to be doing my fifth multi-review, which will be over the following songs. What You Won't Do For Love by Bobby Caldwell, Lonely by Demi Lovato featuring Lil Wayne, Blinded by the Light by Futuristic, and Garden by Emily Zande featuring Jay Electronica and Anya Zion. So let's get into it. What You Won't Do For Love is a smooth jazz song by Bobby Caldwell that I personally love because of how calm it is. I first heard this song as part of a car commercial, and I was in from the moment I heard the horns. But it was also something about the way that Caldwell belts out some of the lyrics that I just found myself personally attracted to. The concept of the song is decent enough. I mean, like, it's just speaking on how love is a great motivation in some cases. And while there may be some deeper meaning there, that's not really why I listen to this song. The lyrics are fantastic, good, decent, or subpar. I really don't care about that either. What makes this song is the vibe. Because like most of the songs, it's the feeling that I end up staying with. The best part of this song, in my opinion, is like the last minute or so when the lyrics die out and the instruments just coast you through to the end. What I like about it is that it's the very type of chill that tries to stay mellow it's not something where it's like it's a chill background and the lyrics kind of take you out of that everything in this song serves the purpose of having a very chill vibe and if you're looking for a song that you could add to a sleep playlist or just something to just vibe out and listen to then this is definitely it lonely by demi lovato featuring Lil wayne is a surprise and most of it lies in the fact of how genuine the song sounds like Demi Lovato has always been an immensely talented singer and she's really just one of my personal favorites but when I saw Lil Wayne feature on her new album I became skeptical because I've seen this happen too many times to not notice a pattern see it is always going to be highly sus to me when an artist puts out an album with a feature from an extremely popular artist of another genre because it reeks of an arrangement based in business and not in art which is fine like good songs can come out of that For example, DJ Khaled's I'm the One is a business move through and through. Everyone who was who had a part in the song was at a new height for their career. And it just makes sense to put A-listers all on the same song. But that song is still decent enough for what it did. Despite the conception of it being based more on monetary gain and less in artistry, it was still good for what it was. A bad example of this would be the song Bon Appetit by Katy Perry featuring Amigos. That song is garbage through and through. It's very clear that the only reason it was made was for Katie to get Migos fans and Migos to get Katie fans. So where does all of that leave Lonely by Demi Lovato? This song excels in every single way I thought it wouldn't. I just knew that this song was going to be boring or cliche or half-assed, and it ended up being none of those things. Demi brings her A-game by showcasing the emotional power and strength in her voice that I've come to know her for, and Lil Wayne presents further reasons on why he's one of the best lyricists of his time. Hip-hop would not be the same without Lil Wayne. His ability to assess a beat and attack it in a way that exposes all of its weakness weaknesses using rhyme schemes and punchlines that are unique either in their concept or their execution or both and while he doesn't always hit and has a quite a few has quite a few missteps and even some missteps within this verse when wayne hits it's with the force of an atomic bomb the amount of emotional vulnerability and raw talent that he puts into this verse is damn near unparalleled as wayne speaks on how his loneliness was caused why it persists and what he does as a result of it and how it makes him feel And while a song about loneliness is not uncommon, I think what makes this one stand out is the amount of honesty and pain that both Demi and Wayne bring to the table. 
it makes this song stand out because that's not too much of what we hear, at least right now. If you're looking for a song to help filter out your own emotions, be they anger, sadness, loneliness, or sorrow, or any other one that you would think of, then this is a great song to add to a playlist. And if nothing else, is an amazing listen because of the technical ability. Blinded by the Light by Futuristic is, if I'm being honest, a bad song. The hook is lazy and unnecessary, and it's just too short for that to not cripple the song in terms of quality. However, I like this song because of the ideas that Futuristic speaks about in it. What's always held me back from a lot of his music is the is the fact that he doesn't put a lot of real genuine emotion in his songs. That's why I can enjoy a little bit more Trippy Red in some cases, despite Futuristic's lyrical ability being much greater than most rappers out today and in general. But I do like that he tries and he tries often. Where he shines the most to me is when he really gets into the depression and general loneliness that the, his lifestyle has led him to. And while I do think all the hype songs and super fast rapping that he does is fun and really quite enjoyable, it's when he opens up that has always been the most appealing to me. Because when he truly devotes his talents to his emotion, he is phenomenal. In Blinded by the Light, his lyrical flexibility allows him to tell an overall story going into detail about what he's going through, while still having a nice flow and using good word choice. Simply put, it's because he can rap so well that he has way more options to tell a compelling story. In this song, he speaks about how with the fame came betrayal, depression, and self-loathing, and all of that has made him cold-hearted and desensitized to his actions. And when those two things meet, they tend to put him in a downward spiral that he could totally stop, but just can't find the strength or motivation to do so. And in the end, he says that with the pain of leaving his loved ones and the fact that he's always chasing dreams that just get further and further away from him, he simply just can't care about the opinions of people that just want to use him for their personal gain. With that said, this song may not be an amazing listen from day to day, but if you're looking for a character study within a song and a good example of a story told in rap that doesn't rely on metaphors or punchlines, then this is a good song to start with. Garden by Emily Sande featuring Jay Electronica and Anya Zion is an incredible experience. I always had real love for songs that are clearly projects, like there was a concept that was followed through to the T with no room for anything that doesn't fit. I just love when a song is so wrapped up within itself. And while freestyle songs and anything similar have their merit, when an artist or a group of artists can set their sights on a conceptual destination and are able to reach it without any detours, it is truly inspirational and has always been a good time. And that's exactly what Garden is, a phenomenal time. The song is basically an explanation on how a garden can be used to symbolize love. Anya Zion sets the tone by speaking on how there should be a drive to understand what you love. And should you choose to love, be ready to experience what cannot be spoken and only felt. Afterwards, Emily goes in on how it feels to be in that garden, going into how she is ready for that experience wherever and whenever. And then Jay Electronica comes through and steals the show with a verse that dives into the complexities of love and how it can feel like a death sentence and a pardon, but only after comparing it to serial killing and a Ferris wheel. See, because what he's trying to do and what he does successfully is speak on the cycle of how love can make you do and feel things that aren't always positive and also puts you in a bind at times, only for that same love to be the same thing that sets a person free. And how even though he just spoke on how love is a death sentence, he is still ready for it and even finds sanctuary in that garden that is that love, showing that he finds somehow some refuge in the thing that he was just running from. 
And all of this is said in a verse that is perfect in every single way. J. Electronica basically spits a whole essay and it is flawless. And at the end, Zion comes back with the closure that goes into what she wants from her lover. And it serves as a perfect exit to such a great song. And what really seals the deal is the super surreal production that along with the depth of the concept can really give you the feeling of going down a rabbit hole in a sense. Anya Zion sets the tone, Emily Sande introduces the concept, and J. Electronica explains it in extreme detail. All of this makes Garden, in my opinion, a perfect song. And if you ever want to check out any song that I recommend, or if you choose to never do any but one, I recommend this one the highest. It is definitely the most deserving of your time for the out the artistic value and dedication alone. And that's it for this multi-review. So let's recap. What You Won't Do For Love by Bobby Caldwell is a calm, relaxing song that is at its best when you just want to vibe out. Lonely by Demi Lovato featuring Lil Wayne is a surprising showcase on what makes Demi one of the better artists of her time and Wayne one of the best artists of all time. Blinded by the Light by Futuristic, despite being an overall lackluster listen, is definitely worth some time because of his amount of technical skill and emotion. And Garden by Emily Sande featuring Jay Electronica and Anya Zion is a perfect song with production, lyrics, and concept and execution that serves nothing else but the overall theme of the song and one of the best audio experiences that this world has to offer. And that is the end of this multi-review. If you've been listening up to this point, thank you. If you've ever checked out any other episode aside from this one, thank you. It's all much appreciated. If you want to get further involved, be sure to go and follow me on Twitter at Critique Chill. That's where any and everything about this podcast will be posted. And maybe in the future, if I get a following, it'll be some polls and other interactions there. But should you choose not to do that, it's all just appreciated that you listened in the first place. And I just want to thank you. So, thank you.